a tool to dismantle racism in your community. A study of the book, Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm, with Lan Davis Wilson, the Associate Director of Diversity, Missions, and Justice, on episode number 92 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is episode 92 of To Be Encouraged, and in this episode, Bishop Trimble and I welcome our guest, Lan Davis Wilson, the Associate Director of Diversity, Missions, and Justice for the Indiana Conference of United Methodist Church. We discuss the book entitled Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm by John Elford, which focuses on racism in the United Methodist Church. In our conversation, we touch on Land's faith journey, the importance of addressing racism in the church, and the significance of building relationships and starting meaningful conversations. We also delve into the details of the book study, and we emphasize that it's a live book study with several prominent guest speakers and the opportunity for audience interaction. This book study is taking place live on every Tuesday in the month of February 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m., on February 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. And it, the aim is here, it'll be online. We'll put links to the study and to how to get the book at a 40% discount on our website, tobeencouraged.com. But in this uh, in this book, in this these sessions, it'll be all about sparking conversations to create awareness around racism which is relevant not only to the United Methodist Church, but anyone really seeking to engage in the importance of discussions around the areas of racism. And But the focus is on grace and growth. This episode provides some insight into the upcoming, into the book study, and highlights the value of engaging in meaningful dialogue around the challenging topic of racism, particularly as it pertains to the United Methodist Church. So join me now as we welcome 
Lan Davis Wilson to the To Be Encouraged podcast. Hello again, people, good people, and welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. We have a special guest with us today. His name is Lan Davis Wilson, and he is the director, or he is the Associate Director of Diversity, Missions, and Justice for the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church. And he's also in great part responsible for an upcoming book study. The book is called Our Hearts Are Were Strangely Warmed by John Elford, which will be an online book study and uh, will be uh, dealing, among other things, with racism in the United Methodist Church. So, Bishop Treble, can you help welcome Land Davis Wilson to our podcast today? Welcome, Land, and thank you for the work that you're doing, not only in the Indiana Conference, but across the church, and appreciate your sharing this time. And we're really excited about hearing about the book study. We want to promote an opportunity people may have to engage in this study that may help in our transformative work for this season. Well, Land, give us just a little snippet, a sense or two of your faith journey, how you came to Christ and how you came in the ministry. I know it's a long, uh, probably a very involved story, but give us just a snippet of that so we can get a little foundation of what who we're talking to here t- today. Sure thing. I'm I call myself a Southern boy. I'm Kentucky native. Native, grew up in a in a Christian home, fourth generation preacher, and I was raised in the Baptist denomination. But along my faith journey and serving in ministry, I really felt called to Wesleyan theology and to the ministry of the Methodist Church. And so I started serving in the local church as a worship and teaching pastor, and then as a director of worship at the annual conference level in greater New Jersey, and then a director of resourcing uh, as we moved into our journey as Methodists towards dismantling the sin of racism. And that led me to serving here where I get to lead our diversity missions and justice ministry, which encompasses a great, great deal of work within the annual conference, including our movement, which is titled In Against Racism. Mm. Well, Bishop, why don't you take it from there? I know you're very involved with the work that uh, Land does, and particularly maybe some thoughts about this book study that we have happening soon. Well, let me let me ask two questions and just and then ask Land to 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 kind of talk about the upcoming book study. First is you know when people hear "In Against Racism" at the Indiana Conference United Methodist Church, just say anybody at any at any part of in the state, Southern Indiana, Northern Indiana. They might say, well, what does that have to do with me as a local member of a local congregation and, and have to do with my mature, maturing as a Christian, Christ, as a follower of Jesus Christ? Could you, could you maybe say a word or two about how people might accept an invitation to be part of a, part of a, long, a journey that many people are trying to do, do together? Sure thing, Bishop, about First of all, the Bible teaches us that we're many members in one body. In other words, so we're part of each other, and and we call that in Methodism that we're connectional. We're connected to each other. Dr. King takes that a step further. In 1965, February 1965, he was speaking at Drew University, a Methodist theological school in New Jersey, where he then said, I can't, for some, he says, for some strange reason, I can't be who I ought to be until you become who you ought to be. 
And you can't be who you're supposed to be until I become who I ought to be. And so we're interdependent on one another. And so because of that, we have to wrestle with dealing with the pains of our past, the history of how we became who we are. Because I believe to take it a step further from what Dr. King says and what the what the scripture teaches us is that we cannot get to where we're going until we recognize where we've been and we begin to assess where we are. And so that's that's what this whole movement for in against racism is, is not only to dismantle the sin of racism, but Layla Saad says we can't dismantle what we can't see. And so it's to help us mm-hmm. just dismantle and acknowledge what's still there and what has been so that we can heal and begin to dismantle to make sure. I always say, I, I pray that another generation never has to live through what I lived through and what you lived through, Bishop. And so I'm hoping that we become more and more each day a better church and a better people, better body of Christ. Thank you, Lana. That's so powerful. I don't know if I where I heard this. It might have been from you. But I, but I heard it said that beloved community is gospel work. So it's not it's not just an aspirational thing that Dr. King and others have have lifted up. But beloved community, beloved community is really really gospel work. It's it's a Wesleyan Wesleyan part understanding of moving on towards perfection. Would, would you agree with that? I I definitely believe it. It, it it's and as you were just saying as we were in conversation earlier today that quote that that we have on some of our t-shirts in the ministry mm-hmm. that said justice is what love looks like in public. It is the gospel. A lot of people try to su- su- separate that, but we have to realize that Jesus himself was a worker for justice. Absolutely. So so give us this I understand there's an invitation for people to participate in a Lenten book study. Tell us about it and and who's who's invited. A lot of times we I run into people who listen to the podcast who are not in Indiana at all. And I was surprised yeah. when I was I was in North Carolina earlier or well, last year, and one of the assistants to the bishop for one of the Carolina conferences said, "Yeah, I listen to your podcast." I said, "Wow, I never would have never would have known that." So tell us about the upcoming uh, Linton book study and how people can participate and who's invited to participate. Sure. One of the one of the most famous phrases in the history of Methodism is the phrase, our hearts were strangely warm. And so this book takes a turn on that phrase. Reverend John Elford writes the book and entitles it, Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm. In other mm-hmm. words, he's looking to acknowledge not only the truths of our history as who we are in American Methodism, but the realities of how white supremacy and racist culture played a part in that history, the good and the bad. And so every Tuesday in in February at 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, we're going to be discussing that book. He starts out just with the birth of the Methodist Church and where we were during the era of slavery and moves from slavery to the Jim Crow church era and then deals with the civil rights era. It's a very heavy part of the book because that's when we became United Methodists. That's that's when a lot of our history that we know now became into formation. And then he deals with the contemporary struggle we have against white supremacy in the church. And I think a lot of times what we think about is we think that it, because integration has happened, that racism is over. 
Mm. But we have to mm. imagine that these things are still deeply rooted in who we are because of experience, because of history, because of structures, because of systems, because of policies, the way our perspectives are skewed because of those things that we have. So every week we're going to have special guests. They're going to come in and talk. I'm super excited that on week one coming this Tuesday, the book's author, John Elford, will be with us, as well as Dr. Ashley Bogan-Dreff. She is the General Secretary for United Methodist Archives and History. will be co-hosting with me that week. And the two of them are going to share with us as we kind of kick this off. The next week after that, we've got Reverend Tony Love and Miss Deborah Bass, who are the vice chair and chair for the Black Methodist for Church Renewal, which many people have heard of BMCR. But what a lot of people don't know is it was formed the same year that we dissolved the Central Conference and the United Methodist Church became what it is today because the Black Methodists wanted to make sure they didn't lose their voice. And so they organized that just later that same year. And so the leadership from that organization will be there. The following week, we've got Dr. Kevin Newberg, who is the expert, the professor of United Methodism at Drew Theological School, a very renowned Methodist historian, as well as Dr. Brian Tillman. And the author will be back with us in the last week. Dr. Brian Tillman is the curator of Racial Healing framework. And so he gives a modern and young voice perspective to what it looks like to start building a framework from moving forward, because people are always saying the common question is, what are we going to do with it? We've studied the history. What do we do next? And so we're going to be listening to uh, Pastor Elford as he gives us his perspective as the author of the book in that final week again, as well as Dr. Tillman, uh, to be talking about what can we do next to kind of bring this into perspective for, for what, what's the next steps for us. Hmm. That sound, sounds exciting. Brad, you got a question? Well, I just wanted to, I just to make sure we get a couple of details there that might be helpful to our, to our, to our audience. Are you bringing in these guests? This is a, this is, first of all, this is a live event. Is that right, Lan? Yeah, we're live on Zoom, 7 p.m. every Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time in February. So that's February 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th, four sessions. And so yes. your your guests, when they come in, are they recorded or are they live? And is there Q&A? And they are live. They're going to be live with us every week. Okay. And is there any cost for this event? The event is free. Uh, we've invited people to join as individuals, and we already have several people who who have already signed up, and we're inviting more to sign up as congregations. They'll be hosting watch parties in their churches, and so I'm excited for that. We've got a growing crowd. We'll have some interaction between the guest co-host every week and the special featured guests that I've just named, as well as we'll be taking taking questions for the audience. So you don't want to miss that opportunity. A lot of people have said, "Will it be recorded?" Yes, but I encourage you to be there so that you can ask those questions live in the moment as we have these powerhouses of wisdom and experience with us every week. But this kind of once in a lifetime experience that we can just ask them live in the moment and say, what's your perspective? How do we how do we answer these questions? What do we do? And one more just detailed question. I know Bishop Tribble has several questions about your content. We'll put the Zoom link into our show notes at tobeencouraged.com. Here's our website or some places where people can go to make sure they get connected. Yep, I was going to say, I'd encourage you, instead of just putting the Zoom link, but go ahead and put the site there. They can register as well. There's a link that you can buy the book for $8.99 on Kindle. It's available on Amazon Prime. But if you buy it directly from the publisher, the author has given us, as Indiana United Methodist, a special discount code to get 40% off the book. So all of that's on that registration website that you can go and get. 
We'll put those links at tobeencouraged.com. Bishop, I know you got some other things you want to ask Land about. Well, I was going to say, Land, I was going to ask Brother Land to get me a copy of the book. I, I'll pay him when I pay him when I get when I see him. I probably owe him for a number I, of books I, now, but get give me a copy if you can. I have one in my backpack for you and for your assistant. She asked to borrow one of my books too, and I just I didn't get a get chance to get okay. it to you today, so I got it. Okay. I appreciate what, appreciate. What, what, I was I'm reading a book on on Frederick Douglass. I'm reading a book on Frederick Douglass and the author. It's an interesting part. He quotes Douglass as saying, "Methodists, Methodists, Methodists who owned slaves wanted to compliment themselves by saying that they were good Methodists because they didn't beat their slaves on Sunday." So we we as Methodists we've been on both sides of of history on the right side yes. and the wrong side. As you as you know when we went to the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham that when Dr. King was in jail in Birmingham, he was responding to a letter from religious leaders that included two Methodist bishops. It was before we were United Methodists, but Methodist Episcopal bishops who had signed a letter basically saying, you know, just hold on, positive change will take place. Of course, King said that progress doesn't roll in on the wheels of inevitability. So, uh, We've been on both sides of the history, and I think it's I think it's appropriate for us to be willing to to embrace that. None of us is without the need for forgiveness. I have a who used to say we're all hypocrites just on different subjects. So I would encourage people to 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 not only participate in the book study, but especially since they're going to be live presentations, this is a rare opportunity to engage. I've I've heard Dr. Ashley Boga, and she's some of the things I, I thought I knew a little bit about my own Methodist history and, and some of the things she's uh, discovered and recovered will, will probably help people have a better appreciation for both who we are and who we really need to become. Yeah, she's been an actually a guest on our podcast here, Professor Bogan has. Well, let's kind of bring it around to yeah. this, Lan. How can this study and what you're working, everything you're working on, be really applicable and tangible and have some legs to it in, in terms of how a local church pastor, how local church lay leadership can use it in their local church to affect some awareness and sensitivity and maybe even some positive change in their local church and their community. How can this resource be helpful in that? Sure thing, Brad. Two things. One of the things is it's common knowledge that one of the things, one of the reasons that we have missed growing as a church in the ways that we could have over the years is because the culture of the communities around us has changed and the church did not change with that culture. We did not move forward. We didn't adapt to that culture. We didn't build relationships with the changes in culture. Sometimes that happens in beneath the surface ways, and sometimes that happens in surface level ways where just the demographic of our neighborhood isn't what it used to be. And now the people that are coming to our church are driving from 20 miles outside of town and the people around us, we barely know. The other side of that is we don't we we don't get to build that relationship because we don't know how to have the conversations about these kind of difficult topics. Bishop, I shared before that a couple of bishops have shared the story about the woman who was in trouble and needed help. She was in danger and she was in France and she saw a cross and flame across the street and she ran to that cross and flame because she knew they would protect her and they would keep her safe. And I say over and over again, I long and pray for the day where my black son can run to any cross and flame and know that he's safe. But it's hard to have those conversations because it's an awkward topic. 
It's not easy to bring up in the boardroom. It's not easy to bring up from the pulpit. But the blessing of connection is we can have these conversations together. So the benefit and advantage for the local church is that we're introducing the topic. We're helping facilitate the conversation so that then you can take it home. You can bring it into your context and you can begin to have the conversation of how do we heal from this? How do we acknowledge the pains of our past? How do we acknowledge the experiences and the history that we have? And then how do we move forward to build beloved community, not only within, but without? So you see this as a tremendous conversation starter. Bishop, what do you think about this? Do you think this is a way that we can really dig a little deeper, go some layers deeper in terms of the uh, understanding racism in our local churches and our communities and to do some, something about it? Yes, absolutely. I think this is a, a great opportunity that should not be missed. And I think this is a good down payment on a continued commitment for us to grow as an annual conference. I like and that. I want to say thank you to Lan. Well, Bishop, anything else you want to share or ask Lan about before we let him go and we'll move on to what's what's next? Well, I'll 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 take your 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 line. Usually, you ask this question, but Lan, what 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 encourages you? I know you're preparing for this. You've done some previous work. You you recently helped to lead a, a pilgrimage to Alabama, civil rights pilgrimage. What encourages you at this moment in history? There's so much vitriol in the body politic in society, and sometimes the narrative, even in the church, with the big C, is 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 more about a theology of scarcity and we forget how big our god is so what encourages you at this moment in history what encourages me bishop is that at the heart of who we are at the root of who we are as methodists is that christ loves us enough to not leave us where we are mm-hmm. in prevenient grace in knowing that we would mess up and fall short, in justifying grace, in knowing that we would need redemption, in sanctifying grace, in saying, and you're going to keep needing grace. You're going to keep needing to get it right. You're going to keep needing those new mercies every morning. That is what I believe is at the heart of what we're called to, to making disciples for the transformation of the world. And so that means we can't leave one another where we are. We have to keep growing. We have to recognize where we are. We have to keep pushing each other to grow further, to get closer to Christ, and to live more like Jesus. I think the fact of keeping needing grace is a great place for us to leave this conversation with the understanding that it's an ongoing conversation that is just going to keep—the need will always be there, so grace will always need to be uh, abundant and— we thank you for sharing some time with us, Land Davis Wilson, uh, Bishop. We express some thanks to to, to Land, and we will let him go. Thank you, Land. Thank you for your leadership and your your servant leadership, and the way in which you've been opening up opportunities for others to grow alongside us. This is open. Uh, you don't have to be United Methodist, and you don't have to live in Indiana to participate. So if you take advantage of the information, I think you'll be blessed. So thanks, Land. I'm encouraged by you. Well, well, we'll just give you the details one more time. It is a book study, an online book study, and the name of the book is Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm by John Elford. I love the title, by the way. And and it is happening at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, February 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. And as an online, we'll put the website to this and the links uh, to this at our website at tobeencouraged.com. And don't forget, you can get the the book with a uh, 
for 40% off if you go through the website here as well. Our guest today here on To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius Tribble, Land Davis Wilson, who is the Associate Director of Diversity, Missions, and Justice in the Indiana Conference of United Methodist Church. Land, thank you for being with us, and thank all our good friends for joining us here on the To Be Encouraged podcast, where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. Indeed, Bishop Trimble and I want to thank uh, Land Davis Wilson for his incredible insights in our conversation today here on episode 92 of To Be Encouraged. We reflect, I want to reflect with you on a few key issues, but first of all, I want to remind you that you can go to our website, tobeencouraged.com, and you can find all the details in the show notes there about how to get connected to this book study event, uh, studying, uh, studying this book, Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm, including a discount code to get 40% off the book, and the details are all there at our website, tobeencouraged.com. A few takeaways from our conversation here today. One is the unity and connectedness. Uh, Land emphasizes the importance of recognizing our interconnectedness as members of the United Methodist community. And he draws on the wisdom from both Bishop Trimble and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he, he highlights the notion that our individual well-being is tied to the well-being of others. A second takeaway point was the need for conversations for change. In this book study, it represents a, a it presents a remarkable opportunity to engage in meaningful discussions about race, history, and present challenges. And the framework presents a space for open dialogue and introspection. Now, there's opportunities in this online book study for for dialogue and introspection and Q&A and to delve into the dynamics of racism in church and society. And uh, so this can initiate deep conversation that I believe can be not only in terms of this four-week Bible, four-week uh, book study, but also start conversations in the church and in the community. The third takeaway point is the grace for growth. Uh, Len Wilson talks about the perpetual need for grace in our lives and community, which is really a part of our United Methodist theology. The understanding of the grace is an ongoing necessity, and it's just a reminder that this is a personal deal and it's a collective deal, that growth is necessary. And uh, Land reminds us that this is a process that demands compassion, understanding, and the willingness to confront uncomfortable truths. So some really great uh, stuff there. And the recognition, recognition that continuous collective progress in this is really embodies the teachings of Jesus Christ. So I hope that you'll take this opportunity to heart to participate in this, in this, I keep wanting to say Bible study. The Bible will be involved, of course, but it is the study of the book, um, the, the, the title of which Our Hearts Were Strangely Lukewarm. And a reminder that the author himself, whose name is John Elford, will be participating in this uh, in this interaction, this interactive uh, study, as well as well with other really significant uh, uh, contributors 
to actually Ashley Brogan from the Archives in History, uh, Dr. Kevin Newberg, Professor of History and Christianity at Drury Theological School, uh, Dr. Brian Tillman, who is the Curator of Racial Healing and the Director of Diversity and Inclusion in North Georgia, uh, Reverend Tony Love and Deborah Bass, Chairman and Vice Chairperson of Black Methods for Church Renewal, Elaine Moy, Senior Director of the General Commission on Religion and Race. So very notable people. And I hope that you'll be among the notable people who will be a part of this online uh, online book study. You can do so by going to our website, tobeencouraged.com. This is episode number 92, so it'd be 092. So you can go there and get connected to this website. And there's also uh, a 40% coupon to uh, get the book. So I hope that you'll do that. This podcast is all about providing an encouraging word for a discouraged world. And we do so here in the month of February 2024, as this is you know Black History Month. And we also want to emphasize in this month that uh, racism is still abundant, it's still prevalent, even our United Methodist churches. And we are called to do something about it. This is one practical, pragmatic way that you as a clergy person and you as a concerned and an involved lay person can do something about racism in your church, in your community, and I hope that you will. We look forward to tuning in next time to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, where we're always trying to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. Until next time, speaking for Bishop Trimble, I am Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T O B E. E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D dot com or connect through Apple Podcast where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you. And there's nothing you can do about it.